Hey everyone, you're listening to the Discover Grace and Truth podcast. Together we are going to discover God's grace and truth through the Bible for people who love Jesus, who want to hear His voice, move in His direction, and eventually help others do the same. Thank you for listening and enjoy this episode with Pastor Anton Pazava. Heavenly Father, we come boldly before the throne of grace once again, Lord God. We're so thankful for your presence. So thankful, Lord God, that you're here with us. I just pray that today, Lord God, that there be a revelation of who you are more today than ever before. We just give you honor, glory, and praise for what you're doing right now in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, welcome again to Discover Grace and Truth. I'm so glad that today's podcast, we're going to be talking about a subject I think that's going to help us understand a lot of things that's been happening in the world today. And of course, you know, I don't want to, I want to, I want, I I want to, I want to talk about what's going on in Southwest Florida uh, in regards to what happened to Hurricane, what Hurricane Ian did to that community, to people's lives, um, their, their, their belongings, their health. I mean, there's some wrong things that just happened in Southwest Florida, but I want to, I want to encourage everyone that those who are questioning God or, or making a way where they're they're thinking that uh, that God did this. Now we know that God doesn't do bad things. We know that there's a, there's an enemy out there that that hates us. His name is Devil, and uh, he's going to continue to bring devastation to us, trying to get us to blame God for all the wrong things that are happening in the world today. But he's the one who brings the devastation. He's the one who brings all the wrong things. In our lives and so I just want to encourage you today that are maybe questioning what's going on in the world today God is on the throne he only brings good things to our lives and even when wrong things happen let me just encourage you today God can and will turn around all things for our good why because he God loves us So I want to encourage you today. Let's put our minds on what God said in his word. Let's believe and trust that he's going to turn around all things for our good. Let's believe that God is going to help us in our time of need. And I just want to get a shout out to all those who are helping out in Southwest Florida, whether you're giving money, whether you're serving in that community, in those communities in Fort Myers and Naples and and Sanibel Island, all those areas that just seen the devastation of what this hurricane did to uh, to those communities. I just want to give a shout out to you. So proud of you. So glad that you're you're participating, whether giving money or whether or or whether you're just serving people, helping one another in your community. So so proud of you. Thank you. But at the end of this program, we're also going to be praying for you, be praying for uh, the, the communities of Southwest Florida, believing that God is going to do some extraordinary things in this next season. I know that people will, uh, will be coming to Christ. They're going, to, they're going to reach out, and God is going to meet their need. God is going to save them. God is going to help them come to 
a place of peace. And, and uh, you know, you might say, well, you know, why, did, why, is, why does this have to happen to people like this, to, for people to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? I don't know. But all I'm saying is we're in it now. Let's just believe. Let's trust. God is faithful. He knows exactly how to handle all these things that we're facing today. And so uh, maybe you have family members down there. Maybe uh, you're affected personally by this. All I'm trying to say is God is still on the throne. He's still the one who is going to watch over his own people and the people of the world. He loves us so much that he will turn around this devastation in our lives. So I, I just want to give you a little bit of hope. You know, uh, whatever you're facing today, the Bible says, the Bible says in Hebrews 11:1 1, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And we know that hope in the Greek is, it means a confident expectation for good. And that's what I want us to have today. I want us to have a confident expectation for good that God is going to turn around this whole situation, that people are going to rally, that people are going to come together and believe God that he can do a miracle in Jesus' name, that, that uh, lives will be turned and changed because there's, there's a confident expectation for good. And, and maybe you're listening today um, and, and you're saying, well, I'm not really affected by this, but you can give a confident expectation for good. You can give hope to people, rally around them, and know that God is going to do something special in their lives. So I want to talk about what happens when we're faced with all these challenges like a hurricane. And um, this month we're talking about fear. We're going to be talking about how the, how fear can really overcome someone's life. And, 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 and I, I really want, to under, I want us to understand the root of where this fear comes from. And it comes from Satan himself. It comes from the devil himself. See, fear is a very real thing because the enemy, Satan, is a very real being. And since he's the one who sends out fear, we, we can either overcome our fears in our own strength or know-how, or we can do it the way the Bible says to overcome fear. And as a Christian, as a Christ follower, as a believer in Christ, we can overcome fear by really using one scripture. I mean, there's many scriptures that we can overcome fear with, but this one particular scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, is an awesome scripture to hold on to, to overcome fear. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power love and a sound mind now here paul the apostle paul is writing to timothy young pastor who who's maybe you know maybe he's feeling rejected by the people around him maybe he's in a bit of fear trying to be a light to a lost and dying world but here the apostle paul writes this letter to timothy and he receives this letter and he says and it says that god has not given us 
a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So God is not the root of fear, but he's the root of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, fear, I know, I know you're saying, well, you know, fear is a very real thing to me, you might say. But fear is a very real spirit, just like the enemy. The devil is a real spirit. That's why I'm not going to sugarcoat this or ignore it. The apostle Peter didn't ignore it. He exposed the enemy for who he is. And I want to read 1 Peter chapter 5. And uh, we're going to read verses 7 and 8 here in a second. All right. But here the, the Apostle Peter is exposing the enemy. He knows the enemy's tactics is fear. But notice what Peter says, that when you're in a place of trouble, verse 7 says, casting all your care upon him, upon Jesus, cast all your cares, whether it be fear." whether it be money issues, or relationship issues, for he cares for you. Then he says this in verse 8, be sober, be vigilant. Now that word sober means to be well balanced or in self-control. The word vigilant means to be alert. Keep yourself awake. Right? Because you're adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour he walks around like and i want to emphasize that word like he's not a lion the enemy the devil is not a lion he's like a lion in other words he's roaring making a lot of noise and trying to trip us up trying us to trying to get us to buy into fear that he throws out at us because God's not giving us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind now before I go on here um, I want to talk about how the prophet Isaiah sees or exposes the enemy. So in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15, you can read that for yourself. The prophet Isaiah exposes who the enemy is. He actually describes what will come of him. And um, at the end of the at, at the end of time, and everyone is going to see it. We're going to witness this. But I want you to notice what the prophet Isaiah said about the devil, the enemy, Satan himself. This is how he describes him. Everyone there, he says in verse 16 and 17, everyone there will stare at you and ask. He's talking about the enemy. We're going to stare at you, devil, and ask, can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? In other words, he's like, who is this guy? Is this the little thing that caused all this trouble? Is this the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wasteland? Is this the king 
who demolished the world's greatest cities and had no mercy on his prisoners. Wow. This is how the prophet Isaiah describes the enemy. He's not something big. And I think the world makes the enemy big. But God is a lot bigger than him. Again, the enemy is like a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He makes, in other words, he makes a lot of noise trying to distract us from knowing the real truth. And he does this by throwing out levels of fear in our thought life. Like he, he'll throw out things like, we can't do that. We're not good enough. Man, he'll be as bold as to say, we're done, we're stupid. We can't do all these things. That thing that you're trying to overcome is way too big for you. He just piles it on. He piles all these excuses on top, on, on top of each other in our minds. And on top of all that, the enemy throws out feelings of guilt and condemnation. And he constantly reminds us of our past failures. All this, folks, is based out of fear. Verse 8 says that he's seeking whom he may devour. In other words, he's looking for something. He's looking for that crack. He's looking for that person who's going to receive that fear. But we don't have to, uh, we don't have to receive that noise. We don't have to allow that noise to affect us. Why? Because this is what the word says in verse 9 of 1 Peter chapter 5. Peter says, resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Resist him. How do we resist him? By saying the word. How do you resist fear? By counteracting the fear with the word. First Timothy, what does it say again? Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. That's how you resist the enemy in faith. Why? Because Jesus is for us. He's already provided a way out. And then I just love verse 10. There's some reassurance here that, that uh, Peter gives to the believer, to the Christian. May the, he, and it says here, but may the God of all grace, Jesus, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. In other words, Peter was just saying, by the grace of God, you've been perfected, you've been established, you've been strengthened, and you're settled. Because of the grace of God, we are already perfected, established, strengthened, and settled. See, when this is real to us, we can resist 
the enemy's noise of fear with much competence. This is why I'm saying to you that when you're faced with some type of fear, let's utilize the word. Let's go back to what the word of God says, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. When we do this, yeah, but I, I'm just, it's just overwhelming, Pastor Anton. The fear, not knowing what's going to happen in my future. I know, I, I get it. I, I, sometimes I, I can't even fathom what people are going through in Southwest Florida, but I can feel, I can sense that something big is happening there but, and, and, and fear is trying to overcome them, but let's encourage Let's strengthen our fellow believers. I'm trying to strengthen you by saying that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Hold on to that word this week. I'm, 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 I'm just hoping that you just hold on to that one word. If anything else, when you're going through the thought life, of a, a fearful thought life, just say that word, God. He has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Lord, I thank you that today, Lord God, that this word would just resonate into people's lives, that their hearts would turn, Lord, to, to know that you're so much bigger than fear, so much bigger than the devastations that are happening in the earth today. God, I thank you today that we just can pray for those folks in Southwest Florida, Lord God, that have just been pummeled with loss of, of goods and loss of homes and, and not knowing the future. Lord, I just pray a peace that passes all understanding to guard their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you do a miracle, Lord God, of bringing people to come to their side, to give hope, to serve in hope, to help those, Lord God, to, to recover in their minds, in their hearts, in their goods. God, I thank you that you're doing this work. We just believe, Holy Spirit, you're so special to every one of us. I pray, be the encourager that you need to be for those who are trusting in you leaning not into their own understanding, but in all their ways, they're acknowledging you, even in this devastation. I thank you for it. I believe that you're doing a great work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, everyone. Subscribe now and don't miss out on any other episodes. For more information, go to discovergraceandtruth.com. If you want to receive an email reminder, you can sign up there as well. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that this episode reminded you that God loves you, He is for you, and He's ready to go above and beyond what you can ask or think according to His power that works in you. We love you, and we'll catch you next time.